Today we're going to talk about soul slivers and mental health. So my name is Pastor Gail Crock. I am the Executive Director of Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. And today I just want to have a one-on-one conversation with you about this subject. So I'm going to talk about soul slivers, mental illness, and physical sickness. These are the three areas that I'm going to talk about today. Spiritual care has been in the healing business. This ministry started in 2007 around a Bible study at Pennock Hospital in Hastings, Michigan, which is now as Pennon uh, Spectrum Pennock Hospital. And Spiritual Care Consultants was an idea around a Bible study in 2007. And now here we are in 2021, and we have been going on for 14 years now. We have our own specific healing process that we use with people. It is a process uh, that I myself wrote. Now, I'm going to give the credit all to Jesus because I am not the one that brought all the pieces together. The Lord showed me exactly how he wanted to heal people and how he wanted put it together. And I, I tried to follow his guidance with the best of my ability now we have a full board of directors and everything we do is at no cost to anyone that needs ministry so we can help you online we can help you here in the office Uh, we're out of a little town called Hastings Michigan so my partner is Dr. Troy Carlson he is a family practice physician here at Family Tree Medical so spiritual care consultants is based right out of a doctor's office and then in may we are opening a healing center which is on the end of the doctor's office there's a rehab we're taking over the whole rehab center because the need has increased for what we do now i just want to share a little bit with you now my background you might be wondering that well what's your background well i have a bachelor's in religion from bethany bible college in sussex new brunswick canada it's now called Kingswood University. It was a liberal arts college where I was taught about the Bible. It's from the Wesleyan background. And then um, I spent five years in Canada in college, and it was a great time. Uh, During those five years, I made it my endeavor to read the Bible from cover to cover. And I think I've read the Bible around 18 times, but that really means nothing because you know what? You can read the Bible over and over and over and learn more and more and more. So over the time in college, and I've had background at different types of healing ministries. Um, I'm not going to mention them because they're all out there trying to do a good work. But at the end of the day, I really felt like um, it wasn't what I needed. It wasn't what I was looking to do because I wasn't seeing the fruit that I wanted to see. And even did some private practice counseling for a little while. And that fell short, and I got burnt out on that. And so when spiritual care was born, I say was born, the idea just suddenly come about at the the doctor's office around the Bible study table. I told Jesus, if we're going to do this thing called spiritual care, the Bible says in Isaiah 9, 6, you are the mighty counselor, the everlasting father, and you are the prince of peace. Now, the only reason why people want counseling is because they're lacking the peace in their life. And so you help me help them find peace and we'll do whatever spiritual care looks like. So when we started in 2008, it was me and a chair. That was it. 
I was the only spiritual care person. Now it's me, and it's a team of 29 people, and we're in two other countries. Now, um, today I want to talk about, you know, soul celebrity. I want to say this. You can have all the education in the world, and when it comes to healing the soul, not have the ability to heal it at all. I can tell you right now that I do not possess the ability to heal the soul. Only the presence of Jesus Christ does. He's the one that knit us together and put us together in our mother's womb. Therefore, he is the only one that truly knows how to put us together. And that's why when we developed this process, I really wanted a process where uh, we could actually um, uh, really see some lasting fruit when it came to seeing people recover. So we will put you through sessions in the office. And then when you finish that, you go into a three-year follow-up process. So, oh, by the way, I want to share with you this. When you come into spiritual care, there is no judgment. There is no condemnation. I don't care what you've been through. We don't care where you've been, what sin you've been involved with. It does not matter. You're the only one that matters. And helping you receive the healing you need, seeing you set free is the only thing that matters. You see, growing up as a young man, I grew up in like a Wesleyan church background. I had a number of years where I experienced what I would call supernatural torment from the enemy. And after I had went through all that torment later on in life, I asked the Lord, why did you allow me to go through that? And you know what he said to me? When now when you, have, you talk to others that are going through it, you won't think they're crazy, will you? And so, you know, God does work all things together for good to those that love God and are called according to his purpose. He has a way of using everything that we've been through for his purposes. So now, let's talk about what a soul sliver is. And by the way, our healing process over 14 years has a 89% success rate with the hardest of mental health issues. Now, if you're having a mental health issue that we're not equipped to handle, we'll just share that with you. And if we know where to refer you to, we will refer you. So uh, one day I was praying and I said, Lord, I really need... Um, an illustration that will help me to relay to other people what we want to do at spiritual care. So at spiritual care, I want to share this with you. We deal with the following things in our healing process. We identify soul slivers. We have a teaching on um, how to let go of the pain and how to forgive. That's called the heart of healing episode 24. Then we have a section on identity that will be coming out in May, who you are in Christ. Then we have an inner healing process, but a process does that, that we, where uh, a lot of the inner healing processes, you go and you relive the pain. We don't believe in reliving the pain, and I'll explain that later, but we take that pain and the hurt right straight to the cross. Then we have new pathways, new ways of thinking. That's um, episode number 22. Then we help you develop a new way of living. And then we have a three-year follow-up process. Now, I also want to say this. God showed us how in the inner healing process, how to take care of flashbacks, 
PTSD, body memories, you know, when people go through really dramatic things, it affects them in a really hard way, in a really, I don't know how I want to say it. When you go through something really dramatic, it has a deep effect on your soul. So what you have in mental health, you have all these people chasing stress, anxiety, depression, anger, substance abuse, so on and so forth. Yes, those things are problems, but guess what? Those things are symptoms of a greater problem. Now, do we have to deal with those symptoms? Yes. But what we want to get at is we want to get to the root of the problem. And once you get healing for that, guess what happens? The symptoms will go away. So the illustration the Lord gave me to further explain uh, as a bridge to help people to identify their hurting events, what we call soul slivers. That's the illustration. No one wants to admit they have trauma in their life, but they'll admit that they've experienced a sliver or two throughout their life. So, 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, May the God of peace, God himself, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be cut blameless till the coming of our Lord. Now we know according to the Bible you're made up of three parts. You have a spirit, you have a soul, and you have a body. Now we know according to the scripture that it is the soul that is the seat of the intellect, the will, and the emotions. I just want to have you keep that in mind for a minute as I go further in this illustration. One day I was working in a lumberyard, and I shouldn't ever work in a lumberyard. I'm terrible with wood. And I got a great big sliver in my finger. It was so big, I had someone come with the pliers and have it pulled out. Now, what would have happened if I'd have left that sliver in my finger? Eventually, it would have gotten infected. The infection would have gone up my finger to my arm, to my heart, would be detrimental to my health if I left it in there long enough. In life, we experience events that stick in our souls like a sliver in the finger. If we don't get healing for those events, we get what, we would, what I would call as a soul infection, which is evidenced by stress, anxiety, depression, anger, rage, substance abuse, so on and so forth. So if you keep not dealing with these hurting events, what happens the first place that's going to be affected is your mind. How's your mind affected? By anxiety. So you go to your doctor and you say, Doctor, doctor, I'm having a lot of anxiety in my mind. And he gives you a, yes, you know the answer, a pill or a medication. Now, we're not against medications here because we say that medications can be a bridge to a better place. But medications are just masking the issue. They're masking the fact that you have a deeper problem that you need healing for. So if you leave hurting events, go long enough and you don't deal with them and you stack one hurting event on another hurting event on another hurting event on another hurting event, pretty quick what happens is chemical reactions and changes happen in your body which can cause physical sicknesses and illnesses like Epstein-Barr, fibromyalgia, and irritable bowel. Now, I'm not saying that what's going on in your soul 
is the root cause of all sickness in the world. But what I am saying is that your soul slivers are having a huge impact on your mind, on your will, and on your emotions, and on your physical well-being. There is a great book. It's been called The Forgiveness Project, put out by Michael S. Berry. The Philadelphia Cancer Societies did a study. They, uh, they hired a chaplain to do three hours of forgiveness with all their cancer patients, and they wanted to know what the end results would be. Well, at the end of the study, they came to a startling conclusion. As this chaplain worked with his clients on three hours of forgiveness for each client, they had some startling results. They had several cases of spontaneous remission of cancer tumors. And they were trying to figure out the why behind that happening. And all they could figure out is when you carry and you hang on to anger and unforgiveness, um, you store that on the inside of you, and that causes all these negative emotions and chemicals to be released in your body. But when you forgive, it's like a weight being lifted off you, and that feeling of, oh, man, I'm glad I gave that to Jesus, also releases positive chemicals throughout your body that causes tremendous healing. So they came up to two conclusions they said that they felt the genesis of sicknesses and diseases were poorly healed hurting events and unforgiveness now they were very quick to say that they weren't saying that unforgiveness and poorly healed hurt events caused cancer but what they were saying is that they were having a huge impact on the disease process so let's talk a minute about why when you go to a psychiatrist, why you get diagnosed with a certain mental health issue. So when you begin to stack hurting event on hurting event on hurting event on hurting event, and you don't get healing for it, the anxiety and the depression will grow in your mind and get greater and greater and greater. And then your doctor one day will go, huh, I think what I'm going to do is send you to a psychiatrist. And then what will happen is you'll go talk to the psychiatrist and tell him everything you're going through. And he'll go, yep, I think you're bipolar. Or I think you're this, or I think you're that. And you get a diagnosis now. And a lot of people wear that label like a badge, which I'm like, man, you don't got to wear that label. You can get healing for that. You can turn this around. You can reverse this process, but you've got to be willing to go through the healing process and put the work in, but you can definitely reverse this process. And so um, in spiritual care, we have dealt with, boy, we've had everything come through here that I think mental health has. And one day I was asked, and I got permission to share this guy's testimony, if I would help a military veteran who had been, uh, been through some horrendous things in the war, and he had gone behind enemy lines and he had done done terrible, terrible things that he had to do to the enemy. And when he came in, I, he looked at me and I looked at him and he had a two liter of pop in his hand and 15 psychotropics and he took them all at once and he drank his pop. And I looked at him and he looked at me and I looked at him and it sounds like a country song. And he looked at me and then he goes later, he goes, I knew I wasn't getting the normal 
psychiatric evaluation and thought, you better believe you're not. And so what happened is when it came to getting his hurting events, he goes, I cannot tell you some things that I've done. I'll go to Sam Quentin. I said, well, I think you need to tell me what you've done because then we can deal with it. We can take that sliver out and that pus and that infection can begin to drain out of you, and uh, spiritually speaking. So it was on a winter day in the middle of a field with the snow blowing and the wind blowing. He told me everything that he did when he was in the military, and then he got on his knees in the field, and he asked God. We just took all the Calvary, and he asked God to forgive him, and he got the cleansing, and I helped him to understand everything that he went through, and, and that terrible burden of hanging on to all that pain and all that anxiety just flooded off him. I mean, when he would snap with PTSD episodes, he would grab guns. You know, his wife was afraid of him. His family was afraid of him. His kids were afraid of him. But when he got healed, he got his wife back, his family back, his kids back. Sounds like another country song. And over a year and a half, guess what? He worked with his psychiatrist and he got off all of his psychotropic medications. He's on none of them today. And now he helps to take care of his wife, his family, his children. He's an amazing father and an amazing husband to his family, his wife. And you can see his testimony on our on scchealingbegins.com. When you go there, he's the one where the voice is distorted and his face is blurred out just to protect his identity. So he had a total recovery. So in our in our healing, inner healing process, I want to talk about this a minute. So many processes dig into all the pain, all the agony. And one day when I was developing the inner healing process, the Lord says, I don't want you to do that. I says, well, why? So then he said, remember when I was crucified on the cross? Think about it. When Jesus was crucified, he had the nails. He could hear the pounding of the nails and nails. go. I mean, a crucifixion and a whipping would be a great PTSD event, right? So he goes to the cross, then he raises from the dead, and Thomas is the one who says, I'm not going to believe until I can put my fingers in his hands and in his nail prints, right? So then what happens is Jesus appears, and he walks up to Thomas, and he says, Thomas, put your hands, put your fingers in my hands and in my side. Well, that's when the Lord showed me something. He said, I had the memory of the crucifixion. I had the scars, but the pain was gone. You don't put your hands in a raw wound. And that's when I began to realize that when we went to the cross, we could lay down the flashbacks, the body memories, the sights, the sounds, the smells. And Jesus has the power supernaturally to heal somebody of all of those things that trigger them and to take the pain out of the event, then instead of the event being a trigger point, it becomes a testimony for the Lord Jesus Christ and how he can redeem a person and set a person free and how he can take their misery and make it their ministry. You know, it says in Joel 2.25, I will repay you for all the years the locusts have eaten Wow, what a thing. God has a way of going back and redeeming the past, bringing good out of something. You think nothing good could come out of that. Then he has a way of making your misery, 
your ministry and he redeems what you've been through. Now, this gentleman, he is helping people all over. He goes down and works with homeless people. He takes our podcast channel and he shares that with everybody. I mean, he is just working now, helping other people. And you know, PCSD, flashbacks, body memories, these are things that people think you can't recover from. But the bottom line is you can recover if you are willing to face the pain and willing to persevere and go through the healing process. I remember when I was working with him and I gave him a Heart of Healing CD. you got to understand that's 80 minutes long. And he came back and he wrote it out word for word. And I said, who does that? You're the only one that's ever wrote this out word for word. And he said, well, in the military, when they gave me a manual and said, you read this or it could cost you your life. He goes, we read every word of it. I took it serious. So you know what? You can reverse a lot of this process. You can you can change the state of your situation over time. You are not bipolar. You are not the label that a psychiatrist has given you. You are who Christ says you are, and you're in Christ. And if you got a label, you got a label. We don't worry about that. The good news is Jesus came to heal those that are sick. I love Isaiah when he says that God has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has set me to bind up the brokenhearted and to heal those that are are sick. So it takes time. So here's what the process kind of looks like. You've got to be willing to go through the process, which takes time, but it'll go faster than you think. You've got to be willing to go through the whole spiritual care process. You can do it in person or virtual. You can call 269-929-2901 and set up an appointment. So what we're going to do is we're going to identify your soul slivers, your hurting events, okay? And based on how many that you have, it might take a little while. We're going to teach you about the heart of healing, which you can listen to online. We're going to do inner healing, but we're not going to relive the pain. We're going to bring the pain to the cross. We're going to teach you about identity and developing a good identity. We're going to teach you about legal grounds, which is episode 16. Then we're going to do the inner healing. We're going to talk about new pathways, new ways of thinking, help you to develop a new lifestyle of health and healing. And then you'll go into the three-year follow-up process. Now, the three years won't be perfect. You'll have a bump in the road now and then, but you'll just come back for another tune-up. What I'm telling you is there's hope. You don't have to suffer with mental torment. And then um, we might uh, break generational curses that have been on your family line for years, soul ties, and many other things that are involved in the healing process. So I really want to encourage you today. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief cometh to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Like we say, abundant life takes time, but it definitely is process. It definitely is a process. You might say, well, how long will it take? Well, your sessions with us in office 
could take anywhere from three months to seven months, something like that. Then there's the follow-up process. We do sessions every other week. Do you know why we do it every other week? It's because we don't want you dependent on us. We want you to be using the tools and we will be walking beside you. So here's what happens when you deal with just symptoms. When you're always chasing the anxiety, the depression, the anger, the PTSD, what you have is a never-ending cycle of counseling that will cost you two arms and a leg. Now, we are not against counselors because many times we will supplement what we do with other people that have other specialties in other areas in the area of counseling. And that just helps speeds up the healing process. But if you're in a situation and all they're doing is dealing with your mind, they're not dealing with your soul, then you're not dealing with the root cause of what you're going through in your mind. The good news is Isaiah 9:6. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Oh, folks, Jesus came to give you peace. He came to you and know the truth, and the truth will set you free. See, a lot of times what we do around painful events, we develop belief systems based on the pain in our lives, and we'll have one belief system after another belief system, and they'll all be circling this one hurting event. And the problem with those belief systems, they feel like they're true, but many of them are based on half-truth, and half-truth is a whole lie, and a lie only has power if you believe it. So you have to see that the way to, to take care of pain and hurt is by getting healing for it, then changing the lies you believe into truth. And then you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Boy, I really want to, I really want to pray for you today. I, I hope this has been helpful for you. See what happens eventually. If soul slivers are left unchecked for years and years and years, then you have neurological problems. You have physical sicknesses and illness like Epstein-Barr, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel, things that begin to happen in your life. But you know what? Jesus is our healer. He is our great physician. He is our counselor. And he has given us Holy Spirit and the power of his name to pour the love of Jesus on all those that are hurting. So let me pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you for everyone that will listen to this podcast, Lord. Maybe they have different mental health issues. Maybe they've struggled in their mind for years. Lord, I pray that you would bring them clarity, peace, and more than anything else, draw them closer to you. And I pray that you would give them hope because you are our anchor and our living hope. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank you today for joining me on this podcast I hope you have enjoyed it. Soul slivers do affect mental health in our whole being. Don't wait. Get your healing today. Have a great day.